Unbelievable, man. It's unbelievable. <laughs> like, uh, and, and, and you know, the crazy How part is. How did you is, find out about me? Like, um, you just found out Johnny, about me this year, right? Yeah, this year. And I know you've in been in business in 2021. Oh, at the okay. end of 2021, I was at an investment dinner party. Mm-hmm. And through the investment dinner party, I came across someone, Johnny. And Johnny, like him and I just vibed and we clicked. And he said, uh, you know who you need to talk to? And I was like, who? He said, the owner of Black Mama Vodka. And I was like, what? Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Black Mama Vodka. I was like, I drink vodka. I've never heard of it before. He said, yeah, go, go, go watch. Uh, he gave me your IG. Yeah. He said, follow up. Trust me. I, I'm part of her investment. The Black Cafe. Right. Mm-hmm. And he said, she's doing some amazing things that you have to have a conversation with her. And I was like, all right, cool. So I think I, I, I did follow up and we had an amazing conversation over the phone. And I was like, man, <laughs> like you blew my mind because I was like, man, I didn't even know it was this much stuff when it comes to um, getting your brand, out, just creating the alcohol, the whole step. The whole yeah. step, like from, from start to finish, from where you create an idea, brand the idea, create the product. And then, so I thought that was amazing. I, and I went back to Smitty and I said, yo, I just had the most amazing conversation. And what did Miss Smitty say? So he's like, we, we, we on board, Let, let's make this happen. So as long as y'all come to me to make y'all liquor, cause like I told you, if yeah. you don't, I'm going to talk about your ass like shit. I'm sorry. Didn't I say that? <laughs> yeah. 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 And I said, it, I said, why, why, why wouldn't we? Like, why wouldn't we do that? You know what I mean? I don't know. People do crazy things. No. Um, welcome back to It Starts Now, the happy hour of finance and business. My name is Stan Lane, and today's episode, I am, I have an amazing guest, amazing person who had a, a, a meaningful conversation when I asked her feedback and advice, and it kind of transitioned from, hey, I have this thought, I, I want to get your opinion on it, can you provide me some feedback, and it evolved to much, much more. She opened up my mind to not only want to become an owner of this product, but also um, think about longevity when you're doing something. Her motto is if you're going to start it, do it right, and then continue to grow on and continue to build on it. And she's been doing that with her own companies and our own (laughs) (laughs) investment clubs and her own um, investment properties. So on today's guest, please welcome the founder, the CEO of Black Mama Vodka, Vanessa Braxton. Vanessa? Hi. Hi. Welcome. Welcome. <laughs> so we, we we talked a little bit. And now, what camera am I looking at? Because you know I ain't used to all this. Uh, man, okay, you, yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, that's you. That's you. 
man. And that's, you see, that's focused directly for you. Okay. Yeah. So, um, you, we, you, you and I had an amazing conversation. Right. And uh, first of all, I, I shared the story and how we got connected, how we got introduced. And then uh, we started talking about what you got going on. I and so, so I know you have a lot going on. So, <laughs> before uh, we really get into it, I would like for you to please introduce, reintroduce yourself. Okay. And uh, what is it that you're working on? Because I know, <laughs> but I want you to share with the world that you are, you know, the, the black, you know, kingpin right here. No. You're the black gopher. Yeah, with they your own distillery. Goat. I well, be moving ahead. in silence. You know yeah, I like to move I, I, like I know, that. I know. You know, I'm going to say thank you for coming. And this is yeah. the first time I've ever had anybody do an interview at my distillery. Well, appreciate that. So thank you. Guys, thank you guys so are much. welcome. You know, yeah. especially if I'm going to make you a liquor. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, for me, you know, I'm Vanessa Braxton, the CEO of Black Mama Vodka. Um, which I launched in 2013, actually, mm-hmm. February 23rd, mm-hmm. 2013, nine years ago. And I'm also, you know, the master distiller, the first African-American mass, woman master distiller and master Huge. blender with Grace Andy Braxton Distillers in the U.S. Talk about it. In the U.S. Put some respect on my name. Put some respect on my name. You know, and... You know, and I own the, and I'm still, re- I'm still the only one. I'm right. still really the only black woman that has the equipment. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's other distilleries, but they don't have this expensive equipment. They don't mm-hmm. distill. You know, in order to be a master distiller, and even to be a head distiller or a lead distiller, you must operate a still. Mm-hmm. And a still is what you see here. You know, you can make whiskey. You know, it's my new gin basket. Mm-hmm. You know, you got vodka. You know, this is what you use to distill. Right. When you hear about five times distill, six times distill, this mm-hmm. is the distillation. So I can do up to eight. And then this is your condenser, which is like a worm. Mm-hmm. So when you think about it, I'm in the craft distillery and I make it. I don't source it. You know, I can go from grain to bottle. I can rectify. I can put wine in here. Mm-hmm. I can make so many different products. You know, I blend for other companies. I've done that in the past. Mm-hmm. And I bottle for them. And then I'll make a, a spirit of some sort to blend for something for somebody else or for our own. For me, I make Black Mama Vodka, as you had today. Yeah. yeah. My new formula, right? Yeah. I make a chai tea vodka, green tea vodka, soursop yeah. tea, pomegranate tea, yeah. peach tea, yeah. and of course the straight. Actually, I'm drinking the... What are you drinking, the chai? The chai right now. And uh, I... This is pretty good. This is amazing. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. And and the thing about it, being a, a distiller, a master distiller, mm-hmm. the, what matters is the wash or the your mash bill. That's what they call it. You know, what goes in this pot. And what goes into the pot as far as the ingredients is what's going to give you a very good blend of whatever you're drinking. Mm-hmm. You know, the two goes hand in hand. And in this industry of liquor... There are very few women mm-hmm. and very few black women and black people in the industry on the manufacturing side. Right. Let alone the brands. Mm-hmm. We now have black owned brands that are coming out. Mm-hmm. And it's okay. They don't have to have a distillery. Right. Um, 
they go to another distillery and that's called contract distilling, mm-hmm. you know, a contract manufacturing, which I do because mm-hmm. I make for other brands, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that's totally fine because I got to keep my lights on. I got to keep my employees going. Right. You know, I'm building a legacy, mm-hmm. you know, so if I help their brand, they got to come with money, though. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just being real because <laughs> this stuff is not just having a brand alone yeah. is very expensive. Right. Let alone being the distillery and the manufacturer. Right, right. That is overly expensive. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, you had to come out. If you're coming out with a brand, you come out with the brand, but you better have a distillery mm-hmm. because that way you're in control. Right. You're in control of the entire supply chain. Mm-hmm. See, me, I'm too greedy. I want to be in control. I want to be at the top. Yeah. I want to be that kingpin. It's, it's only right. <laughs> <laughs> so for me, it's always been about the legacy for my children. You know, I'm a retired structural engineer. Mm-hmm. Met my husband, he's an engineer. Mm-hmm. And I made liquor in college in 1987, way before y'all was born. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. What, what got you started, though? Like, what made you say, like, this is what I wanted to no, do? It was when I retired from government. I retired from, what year we in? 22? 2022, you working that hard? <laughs> I'm telling you, (laughs) between the cafe, you know, but I retired from the MTA, New York City Transit Authority, in 2009, close to my 40th birthday. Right. I put my 20 years in. Um, I was a resident engineer, an engineer for, Mm -hmm. you know, New York City Transit Authority, MTA, I was an executive. Um, I also sat on the Compto Conference of minority transportation officials, their board as vice president, Mm -hmm. um, making sure that in the transportation industry, trains, planes, and automobiles, that people who are in powerful positions politically can get their say in working within government, Mm -hmm. you know, and I oversaw, you know, the rebuild after 9-11. These projects were mine, Fulton Street Transit Center. It was a $2 billion project. I managed those projects. Um, South Street Ferry, you know, right after 9-11 happened, I rebuilt that. I rebuilt New York City um, Transit Museum. Those are one of my projects as well. So I've been involved with engineering and construction for a very long time mm-hmm. and doing it at a high capacity. So I've always been in the male-dominating industry mm-hmm. as far as engineering and construction is concerned. So when I retired, because I was tired of the shit, yeah, you know, you could yeah, only go, but you can only go, but so far. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if you know the governor or if you play. I don't want to play in those politics. Plus, for me, I felt like there's so much more that I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. You know, that my kids were getting into high school, and you know, my husband's an engineer. I don't have to work. Right. <laughs> Thank you, honey. <laughs> 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 We met in college, so, yeah. you know, and, and, and to think about it, I really wanted to just be there and have something for the children, mm-hmm. for the legacy. Mm-hmm. You know, I wanted to do tequila, but then things happen in life, and I wasn't really ready at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, my mother-in-law had gotten sick and all of this, but then I ended up moving to California, mm-hmm. kept my house here in New York, mm-hmm. rented it out mm-hmm. as a corporate rental. So if you have a nice house, don't sell it, rent it. Right. You know, and then when I went to California, I saw the opportunity in the liquor industry that California is so 
friendly when it comes to beer, wine, and spirits. Mm -hmm. And that's when I said, you know, to my husband, while we were drunk, because we were drinking and playing a spades game, I'm gonna have a liquor company. I'm gonna call it Black Mara Vodka. <laughs> Everybody was like, okay, Off the whim. just straight up like that, because mm -hmm. we played spades every weekend. Right. That was our thing. We played spades every weekend. You black, so you know. I know. Right? I know. We play spades every yeah. Friday. The kids yeah. know. Drinks. On the pouring, table. There we go. Right? Chicken. Yeah. Everything's yeah. coming in. This is yeah. the weekend. Yeah. The, the yelling and the argument. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We had a lot of <laughs> <laughs> We had people always coming through where mm -hmm. we live. Me and my homegirl, um, Amina, we always, me and her was partners. And don't let somebody cheat at the spade table. Hey. We ran a couple of Bostons. Go while hard drinking. or go home. Right. Go hard or go I'm home. Serious and about our spades. Yeah, game. I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> but that's where this kind of like developed, you mm -hmm. know. And I said, you know what, I'm gonna start a liquor brand because I wanted to have something that's a legacy for the future of my children. Right. And at the time, there was only really one liquor, one woman at the time. Mm -hmm. Which is Chanel. I'm great friends with Chanel Turner. She came out with her. You've seen Food Dre, right? Mm -hmm. She came out with her liquor brand, Young. And she just came out, but she was just subjected to that area. But she was the first one that came out with a black woman coming out with a liquor brand. But she didn't make it. Me, I made mine. Mm -hmm. You know, so then when I came out, it was about, you know, I worked with a distillery. And I kind of, you know, I was rusty. Because I had to learn the industry. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, they showed me. I worked with them in doing it. And then I was DBA at their distillery because I didn't have mine yet. Mm -hmm. And then I really got into the game. Like, after I launched the brand, I was like, you know what? I'm moving back to New York. My house is here. I'm building my distillery. And yeah. then that's when I built this, like, two years later. Yeah. And been here. That's what's up, man. Right. Congrats, salute. Thank, thank you. Yeah. I ain't got. Well, let me. I ain't got a bottle to throw to my head, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let me drink some water. I was drinking earlier, you know. But to do this mm -hmm. and be and, and be the only one woman, black right. woman, doing it mm -hmm. means a lot. Yeah, it's huge. I remember we had a discussion, right? Because during twenty twenty, things went kind of. Um, haywire right because mm -hmm. you know pandemic arrived and people were going crazy and i remember the government came to you and asked you can you uh facilitate with creating hand sanitizers because you had a facility yeah and they, they paid you uh, oh um, yeah yeah well yeah they pay government always listen u.s government always pay good money <laughs> but it wasn't just me it, they came to all the distilleries mm -hmm. who are members of the american distillers institute and they reached out and they reached out and said, listen, we need every distillery that we possibly can to mm. get on and get involved. So I put my distillery name on mm -hmm. the list. And then next, you know, stuff was coming. And they were like, can you handle this? I was like, okay. Mm. You know, but first it was, you know, giving it out. But then I was like, no, I'm going to charge for this shit because, <laughs> yo, this is my liquor. Right, you know what right, I mean? Right, I got right. complete denatured spirits because I was making, I was doing a, um, Denatured spirit for another company, mm -hmm. you know, and denatured is when you have the spirit, but you got to put salt or something and you can't drink it, mm -hmm. you know, because they were using it for something else. So you always have ethanol. You always have 
ethanol or complete the nature spirit or mm -hmm. complete, you know you always have it mm -hmm. so that's what's needed for the hand sanitizer and all you really needed to get was you know when according to the who's formula mm -hmm. you know at the time and that you know you got the hydrogen peroxide and you got the glycerin or the propylene guy that stuff you can get and you can facilitate that right. because you have a facility mm. any i don't care what you say if you don't have a distillery mm -hmm. And you not making ethanol, mm -hmm. you can't participate in that. Right, right, right. Okay, so me and a bunch of other, of course, a lot of distilleries. And for me, I did the hospitals. It was supposed to be you just take a territory, mm -hmm. you know, because they had all these dis distilleries in different territories. Mm -hmm. It didn't happen like that. Mm -hmm. Like once your name got on the list, everybody was coming at you. And it was yeah. like, okay, wait, 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 you know. Right. But, you know, I was glad to do my part. I made a lot for Department of Homeland Security. Big check. It came through. Big check. <laughs> Swipe, nigga. <laughs> Credit card. I was like, yo. <laughs> yes, I love Department of Homeland Security because I ain't being deported no place. Let <laughs> me be real. But no, but, you know, ICE came through. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> so because they needed it. In so many different places, also too, like to Kings County hospitals. Mm -hmm. There's nurses, surgeons, schools. So then I started making um, a 32 ounce gel, right. which was like 85 percent, you know. Yeah. So that can kill anything, you know. So I was doing that, and then started putting it in the tea bags. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was, I was like a, like I had a tea pouch, right, 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 because we didn't have no bottles. Oh. We didn't have any bottles. Mm -hmm. So I had these tea pouches like Capri Sun. Mm -hmm. Yo, we start filling those up. Moving. Filling them up. What? We yeah. were moving and people were buying it online. It was nice. Mm -hmm. But it was a rush too. Like yeah, you yeah, make yeah. like money, like straight up money, like yeah. just hand over fist. Yeah. And you just like, I could be here all night. Look. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that energy is crazy. It was yeah. like, you coming home? Yeah, baby, but I got this hundred geese I gotta make. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you need help? Oh man. <laughs> so it was it was hectic. I hired two other people to come because mm -hmm. I had the people come and then I was scared too, because I was like, shoot, I ain't trying to get sick. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I had my yeah. husband come, I had my daughter, she was still in yeah. high school, she was doing the labels, yeah. then I had friends come, I was showing them. It was just like crazy, but it was it was cool. It was cool, yeah. It was cool. And it it, it was it was a good moment. Because you helped out a lot of people, and at the same yeah. time, you, you made a lot of money off of it. Let me tell you about yeah. that. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you all about that shit. Mm -hmm. When you get into that game, um, hand sanitizers is considered a drug. So, because of the ethanol. Mm -hmm. So, you have to register. We, we registered. I registered my company with the FDA drug. It's a drug registry mm -hmm. so your facility now becomes registered as a drug manufacturing facility boom nobody knows that what when i saw that so i had i can manufacture mm -hmm. now any drugs mm -hmm. including the hand sanitizer distribute and repackage it's it's crazy. That's a whole game yeah. with pharmaceuticals. And we're under not, one umbrella. And we're not even in that. 
Mm. We're not in that. I learned a lot. They had CBD. They had cannabis. They had they had so much in there, and I mm. I never even knew that until I got into this. And shoot, I can. And that's what got you into C- CBD. Well, no, no CBD. Well, no, the CBD. I was always going to be involved with because I okay. had fifteen right. acres right. in California. Okay. Yeah, we we're gonna touch to on that. that. Well, hold on, <laughs> we're gonna touch on that. But I want people to understand that mm. you can. There's so many of us that can be in those industries that people don't realize that. They're not exposed to it. True. But it, we have to understand, before we get to that piece, mm-hmm. I think we, we have to understand how valuable having your own facility. Yeah. And also, uh, if you don't mind breaking down for the people that may not understand the difference between a manufacturer and a distributor. Oh, okay. Because yeah. a lot of people may not know the difference and the fact that you are able to do everything under one umbrella, mm-hmm. that says a lot. Yeah, so... Yes, it is when you think about it. Mm. So when you're a manufacturer, you take the raw products. You know? And if you go all the way back, you can even grow the materials, the raw materials, mm-hmm. to manufacture your products. Right, right. I'll be doing that because you know, I have the 15 acres. I'll be doing that for the liquor. But as a manufacturer, you, know, you source raw ingredients. It's raw. It's not... It's not together. Just think of the rawest, rawest shit that you can think of. Mm-hmm. And you have to put that together and make something from it. Whether it's clothes, whether it's liquor. But when you manufacture, you own that supply chain. You own the beginning of the game. Mm-hmm. Because everybody's going to buy from you. It starts from there. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. just like growing the poppy seed, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody, right? Yeah. Somebody's gonna be at the top of the game, mm-hmm. right? Right, right, yeah. So you at the top of the food chain. Mm-hmm. I'm at the top of the food chain because when I'm at the top of the food chain and you I'm set putting the market it together, price. Mm, yeah. that part right there. Mm-hmm. A lot of us, we can come in and be a distributor, and that's what I would do. I would say, okay, you look, this is what you're gonna sell the product at, and they're gonna be yes or no. But I get to set the price because I'm the one that's making it. That's across the board. Mm-hmm. You know, when you deal with Kraft Foods, do you go in the supermarket and tell Kraft, no, I don't want to pay $2 or $3 for your cheese? No. Kraft may have made it for $0.10, cents, but your ass going to pay $3. Mm-hmm. And, and, distribu- and that's a big difference. Because, big difference. Yeah. When you're the manufacturer, the manufacturer, you're going to make profit. You're always going to make profit. Because mm-hmm. you're setting the margins. You're basically right. saying, uh, I made this, I created this, I'm telling you what it's going for. And then the distributor comes in and then goes out and... And sell it. We need distributors. Just yeah. the same thing in, in liquor. You know, beer, wine, and spirit. But you see, the, the thing with, depending on where you're located, like mm-hmm. I'm in New York, I could sell direct. I cut all these motherfuckers out. Excuse why my is French. <laughs> why is that though? Because New, thank goodness for New York. New York, and even though it costs a grip in New York to mm-hmm. just do business in New York, I wouldn't do business anywhere else. You know, but New York, California, Washington D.C. Um, I'm trying to think of another state. I think maybe Nevada. Mm-hmm. But those states allow you to sell directly. To your consumer, to 
the distributor or to the restaurants or to the liquor store. And your liquor store is called, you know, so, on off-premise and restaurants are called on-premise. And that's in New York. Mm -hmm. You ever notice with wine, you can do that. The wineries have the ability to do that. Mm -hmm. So they, you can be the wholesaler. Basically. Yeah, you are. Yeah, you're the wholesaler and you can dictate who you want to sell it to. Absolutely. And that's a thousand percent because I remember in Florida, even... Florida is the other location, yeah. so you can do that. But there's certain states that you have to get uh, retail and a wholesale, like two different things, right? But here in New York, you're able to be the wholesaler and turn around and sell it to anyone well, you Well, you're able to... Once you're the manufacturer, New, oh, New York is only... New York allows you to do that mm -hmm. when you're a distillery. Right. So you get to play into the role of the wholesaler because you met my friend, right? She just got her wholesale license because she's not making it. Mm -hmm. Wholesale license in New York costs 27 grand. That's a grip and a half. Mm -hmm. Easy. Who's coming in to do all of that? And that's even just to have your own brand, just to be a distiller. Mm -hmm. The fee is $54,000. It's not cheap. You know, so... It's a long-term investment when you get into that game. But in New York, there's a lot of money. It's like over 87,000 license holders. You can just make cake all day in New York. Yeah. Wholesaling. Right. But 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 it's a large investment up front. Yeah. It's a large investment. That's why people, when they sell and they come with their brands, they mm -hmm. try to get in New York. Mm -hmm. But New York, you have to price post. You got to do all these different things for New York. New York, if the way New York is, if you're not in New York, it ain't happening. You got to follow these rules. New York shows love to New Yorkers. <laughs> they do. Right, right. You know, they, they do because they're about New York. Mm -hmm. If anybody else want to come in, you're going to follow X, Y, and Z, and it's not going to be that easy. Right, right, right. You know, but that's the good thing about being a manufacturer in New York. It doesn't even matter what you're manufacturing. Mm -hmm. You know, California is somewhat similar, mm -hmm. but New York, I feel, is a lot better when it comes to manufacturing and having a business and even distributing. You know. Yeah. Let's let's say, for example, that um, I want to start out and with what with, with liquor. liquor, yeah. Okay. And I want. Well, you want <laughs> wine, beer, wine. Oh, that's a good point. Let, let's let's start with just uh, spirit, right? Let's just okay, say good. we just want to come out with the spirit. That's hardcore. Right? That's hardcore, right? Right. And I want to be. What What would you suggest is the first thing I should do? You gotta do your research. Mm. You first the first thing you really really need to do is do your research, and you have to go to TTB to get a license because I can't distill or do any type of bottling or anything for anybody without a license. Mm -hmm. Um, there are liquor laws, federal laws, that exist. You can't do home. It's illegal to do home distilling. <laughs> Which you know can't happen. I've heard, but you know, <laughs> people have hit me up. I'm like, yo, I can't tell you what to do. I'm right. a I'm a licensed distiller. Right. <laughs> you know, I pay taxes. Yeah. You know? yeah. So at the end of the day. I always tell people, please go to TTB. TTB is Tobacco Trade Bureau. Mm -hmm. And that's the federal license. Now, are you planning to build your own distillery? Or are you planning to import? Or do you want to have your own brand? There's so many different things that fall into the, the liquor industry mm -hmm. that people just don't know. But the first thing first, research, 
go to TTB and get that federal license. Because once you get the federal license, then you got to deal with your state yeah. and get your state license. And the state is not giving you that license until the feds approve say, it first. Yeah. Mm -hmm. mm. And if you're going to have a distillery, I always tell people, try to come out first with a wholesale license first mm -hmm. before you go into a distillery mode, you know, especially if you don't know how to make liquor yet. Yeah. Yeah. And then from this operation and not only here from but what we saw in the back, it's a lot to it. It's not just, you know, you're brewing a cup of... Uh, no, there's no brewing. There's no brewing. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of things that go into it. Yeah, it does. And mm -hmm. I, I think people don't realize it, you know. And and also, too, you see there's a fire extinguisher there, mm -hmm. right? I keep fire extinguishers. I keep... Because people don't realize this is a dangerous industry. You know, you can have back pressure. You can have explosions. That's why we have pressure relief valves. All of these things still play into engineering. So mm -hmm. for me, I'm an engineer. So when you come into this game, you have to think about the equipment, everything that you know falls in play with it. It's not light equipment. Right. This stuff costs over a hundred thousand mm -hmm. dollars. Um, and that's just one particular item. Right. Right. You you got a bunch of other items. You know, I got a million dollars worth of equipment here. Mm -hmm. You know, don't try and come and steal because you will get hurt. But, <laughs> you know, and even with, you know, like an RO yeah. system, that's a reverse osmosis system. Unless you know what you're doing. Water, right. right. It, it doesn't make sense unless you know what you're doing because you're going to invest so much money yes, into something. And time. And time. So unless somebody, uh, like what you did, right? You you became an apprentice under somebody else, right? And yeah, then, I learned. You learned, and then gradually you built your own. Right. Yeah. So I learned out of, you know, working with um, Ben Distillery with my first brand, mm -hmm. you know, and we all invested into to that, you right. know, at that location, which is pretty much his, but we had a DBA, but I learned at that point. And then when I was like, mm, you know what, well, let me get my own shit. Yeah. <laughs> Cause <laughs> I don't like a bunch of partners. And we all, <laughs> it's all cool when we all coming in to use the distillery. Like I can have you come in and use my distillery and right. do that, but you still got to get a license. Yes, <laughs> yes, right. right. You still got to get a license and then you can, you know, I can show you how to do that mm -hmm. to make your stuff. But right. you know what I mean? But you're still going to pay. <laughs> absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. So, it's still a business partnership at the end of the day. You use right. the facility, you pay for the usage. Right. right. You know, but being that when you're the, if you don't know it, then I'm not going to have you have hands on. I'm going to, you can shadow me. Mm -hmm. And then that way you learn. It takes time. Like you got people coming into this industry talking about they are master blender. And I'm like, it takes time to become a master blender, to blend various different products. And you have to understand that from your mash bill mm -hmm. of distilling mm -hmm. and learning from other distillers. Right, right. You don't just get that coming out. And I'm an engineer. Yeah. You don't get that just coming out and say, oh, I did this with whiskey. or did... No, it, you have to be able to be a master blender across the board of anything. Mm -hmm. Because that's the flavor profile that you're going to project for a client or just for yourself. You know, I'm going to be making gin. So, you know, I got this new gin basket. So at the end of the day, I know what I'm going to have to blend, macerate, you know, infuse. There's so many different things that go with that. Mm -hmm. You know, am I using low wines? Because you can use low wines, which is a lower proof. Or are you going to just take neutral grain spirit and 
proof it down and then use it. So there's so many different things that, that goes with that into the blending aspect, which falls all the way back to the distilling portion. Yeah. You know, so at the end of the day, it's a big investment, mm -hmm. but it's long term. Mm -hmm. That pays out. Yeah. It is. If you commit all the way to that. Yeah, you're not going to make money first five years. Mm. I'm telling you that straight up. You're not going to make money first five years. I made a profit my first year. My first year with Black Mom Month, Black Mom, mm -hmm. I made a profit. A whole $76. <laughs> but yo, that was my $76, okay? You so, earned it, right? Shit. Oh, I was so proud. When my accountant did my thing, so you made a proud seventy-six. No shit. <laughs> I was happy for them damn seventy-six dollars. Yeah. <laughs> Came a long way, man. <laughs> so even with the profits, you have to reinvest, reinvest back into yeah. your company. So you reinvested seventy-five dollars. Seventy-six. Seventy. Don't try to cut me bad, short. Look, he already trying to cut me short a dollar. I'm bad. I'm bad. <laughs> Yeah. I took that $76 and put it right back to the yeah. company. I don't even know what the hell I bought, but I was just happy right, 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 that right. I made a profit of $76. It was in your first year that that's accomplishment, I guess. Right. I had yeah. I had a very good client, which mm. was Alveson Supermarket mm. in California. So I had Blackman Vodka, Alveson Supermarket, and I had the state of Virginia mm. that they took my my they took all my stuff. Which was really good. And I learned a lot with doing that. I learned with Albertson Supermarket, um, decentralized. It's not a centralized distribution. Mm -hmm. You got to learn the different distributions. It's a decentralized distribution. So decentralized means you can go to each store, each Albertson store, sell your cases. Mm -hmm. Once their office approves everything. But then once you're in the system, you can go to each Albertson Supermarket and sell directly to them. Mm -hmm. And they cut you a check on the spot. Mm -hmm. That's nice. Versus a centralized, a centralized distribution is where you gotta send all the product to one location. And then they and distribute it. They distribute it. Yeah. And you have to learn the nuances of distribution. Where you can distribute, how you can distribute, mm -hmm. what states are good for distributing when it comes to liquor. You know, so I always tell people start with the research. Just put, just go in and do it, and then when you get your wholesale, you hire you hire me to make your liquor. Yeah, and trust me, why you don't. Go, why go spend all that money now? Now you don't even have to do that. Yeah, people yeah. can just come out with a brand, hire a distillery to do it, and then that's you. And, yeah, and, and make a white label. Look. Well, white label is if I make something. Mm -hmm. If I make something that's already here, then you could just slap your label on that's it. That's it. Yeah. But private labeling. I can make a customized private label for you, which I've you know, done for other clients. But it's your brand. It's your because you own the intellectual property of that. Oh, so you get to keep, we get to keep the IP. That's yours, yeah. Yeah. Because I I don't want your brand. Okay, I so all right, all right. Look. So, pri so private label, so private label. You go in and you um, customize, customize it, it. Mm -hmm. all right, and then you keep the IP. And you keep the, the you keep your keep, trademark, you trademark, keep, the, keep everything. Yeah. Okay. The only thing that's really not. So what's the difference? Yours, I'm sorry, not to cut you. But, but what's the, what's the with the white label? There is no IP involved. You're just selling the uh, selling the alcohol the IP as is. It's just your IP of your name. Okay. But I, I still own 
I technically still own your recipe, mm -hmm. but it's not really, you know, it's under yours. Mm -hmm. But the white label is my recipe, something I just made and I have it here. And you can, you know, a million people can, you know, 10 brands come in and say, I want that. It'll be the same damn liquor. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because they want to just put a brand out. Right. But, you know, and that's, and that's cool too. Yeah. You know, but when you want something that's customized, little flavor, it's your body, you, you know, that's your thing. Mm -hmm. I'm the manufacturer. Mm -hmm. I'm going to, you know, make it the way you want it made. I'm going to give you the criteria because I don't deal with chemicals. You know, I do not like adding um, flavor. I'm going to try to find the best extract or try to do the best infusion mm -hmm. or try to put a nice flavoring through using natural products like how moonshiners do mm -hmm. because that's what they do. A lot of brands out there have um, flavoring, which is just really made in a lab. I try to do it as natural as possible. Mm -hmm. So you can really, let's see you drinking that. Right. That's all natural. Mm -hmm. You can see on my bottle, it says no. infused with natural tea. Yeah. I no, make that really shit good. with tea. <laughs> By the way, can you, can you refill me a little bit? <laughs> Wait, who's driving? Look. <laughs> oh, look. <laughs> so, you know, to me, I'm passionate about it. But the thing is, I'm also like the money too, because the money kicks in later on. I own all this shit. I yeah. don't own nobody, nothing. Mm -hmm. You know, the equipment you want to buy your equipment right, because the way prices go, right? Oh, yeah. Trying yeah. to buy your equipment, especially right now in in this stage that we're in right now, where all the material went up, oh, is really like you know, it's sick, it's sick. And you had this prior. Right. I just got this. You just got there, but this, before just, this, right. all the other stuff you had. Right. Oh, yeah. I yeah. just got the gym basket. Mm -hmm. And that was a grip. I just got the new gym basket, the new condenser, and then to upgrade the yeah. flimigator. But still, I'm a craft. If I had a continuous, you have some distilleries, mm -hmm. you know, these big distilleries, they have 1,000 gallons. Steam, that's a continuous run. Right. So that'll just kick out liquor all the time. Right, and right. then they can barrel lay the barrel mm -hmm. down or do whatever they're going to do with it. But they don't have control of the heat of the product. See, for craft, we have control. You know, it's smaller batches. You've mm -hmm. never heard of small batches? Smaller batches, but then we have control of the flavor. We have control of the heat. Mm -hmm. We have control of the output. Mm -hmm. You know, we have control of what goes in there. So it, that's what makes the difference between craft mm -hmm. and continuous distilling, right? I noticed something with you. Like, you like a lot of control. Like, everything you do, you have to have control. So even... Did you talk and, to my husband? No. no <laughs> it don't work like that at all. <laughs> Maybe. <Yeah. laughs> so, so did... Because did, I know you... Are we we're gonna jump out for a little I'm a bit Virgo. before we finish. I'm pretty sure you are. I'm pretty August sure. 20, <laughs> August twenty third, like Kobe. Oh. Well, no, Kobe, like on my birthday, we were in the same birth. So you see me sipping my tea, right? Right. Yeah, I'm not gonna say anything. <laughs> um, you have other outside investments besides this. Yeah, you have to. Yeah. I, I take the money. I re whatever I have from this, I I reinvest it and I reinvest it into real estate. Yeah real estate, private equity, to um, build my wealth. You know, I have a, most people don't know what that, this is, but I have a family office, mm -hmm. you know, which, you know, it's for the kids and my 
grandkids if I have any. Because my kids vow they ain't having no damn kids. Mm-hmm. Because because of me, no, we ain't having it. Because I always told them if you have kids, don't have kids early. They gonna fuck your shit up. <laughs> <laughs> I had kids early, but I mean, I was in my 20s, you know, I was married, but I was just trying to make sure that they don't have, you know, teen pregnancy or <laughs> now that they're adults, nobody don't have no goddamn kids. And now you're like, damn, we don't have some kids. kids. No, we ain't having no kids. We want to enjoy life. I'm like, I enjoyed life. And we're like, really? And I was talking about that. See, the language that goes on in the house. When that message trickles down, it's like, uh, it sticks, boy. You got to be careful. Yeah, it really, really does. You know, I was just trying to ward off teen pregnancy, you know? But I didn't know that thing just ward off kids (laughs) all together. (laughs) Now me and my husband are empty nesters and like, okay, we got this big old house and we ain't got no... uh, Are you getting married to one of the kids? No. Why? <laughs> Please. <laughs> well, you can look at it two ways. You can look at it that you your message worked. It sure did. Yeah. And then you can look at it like, hey, listen, it gives them enough time to find themselves and what yeah. they're passionate about to do. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because yeah. my, my two kids, my, my, I have three. Mm-hmm. My two sons are engineers, too. <laughs> look at that. And they and they doing huge things. And then you got your daughter. My daughter, a house. she's an athlete. Yeah. Yeah. We bought her a house, you know, which I don't know if that was a good that was a good that was a good one. I think that was a good investment. No, it was, was a good, good investment, investment because yeah. we well, it's a good investment. We, we rented to the school. <laughs> and profit off of it anyway. So <laughs> she's still. on a full scholarship. I figured we didn't have to pay tuition, you know. And and me, I'm the my husband always say, I'm speak to the hustler over here. Yeah, That's what he always I was saying, <laughs> yo, I was saying to Smitty, we was inside during the drink, uh, the the testing, right? Mm-hmm. So we, we're inside the facility, and she has an amazing facility over here in Long Island. Um, not just the distillery, but she has the, the tasting, the Black Mama Tea Cafe tasting. Correct. Mm-hmm. And so we're over there, and we're doing the tasting and everything. And um, anytime we ask about a product, what's this product? She automatically, she, during her time, like she's working and she's, you know, doing orders, placing orders for the drinks, the bottles, and she's pouring and serving. She can hustle her ears. Can <laughs> She hustled everything and, oh, that, oh, that right there. And then she'll give you a story behind it. The next thing you know, you're purchasing the item. Oh, that, that was made from Columbia by this person. Da, 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 da. Oh, that. And I'm like, how the hell she's hearing all this while she's doing all that? So she ear hustles like like none, none ever. Like it's the craziest thing. And so <laughs> I think it's a Brooklyn thing. I don't I, know. It, it is a Brooklyn thing. Oh, okay. Because there was a point, it was a really after a while when I noticed her technique, I was like, my God, she's a hustler. She just hustled all of us. Like she knew exactly what to say at that moment to get you to buy. And you're like, Yeah, let me get that. And you're not realizing it. So I gotta give my hat off to you because we were we were there observing the whole thing, right? And we noticed a lot of great techniques when it comes to salesmanship. Mm-hmm. Two bottles, yeah, look, look, he bought <laughs> <laughs> two bottles out of nowhere. Are so you, that did great you know the hustle with that? Oh no! Did you realize? Did you realize I, I didn't. I know I got hustled. I didn't know how I got hustled, but I know we all got hustled. Let me tell you that okay. we all got hustled. <laughs> but it was it was it was the salesmanship that I appreciated because I saw different levels of salesmanship. And I was like, wow. 
Um, and I said to myself, mental, I took mental notes and I was like, okay, I'm going to use that one right there. That one was a good one. <laughs> okay. I like that one because it showed how when you're working your own product yeah. and you got to, this is something that I think everybody should know. You're constantly working your product, right? And you want to put your products in the best light. So anybody that asks a question about the product, you should highlight it. And that's what she was doing. It, it wasn't like, oh, somebody like, let me see those chips. How much are those chips? And you give a price. I forgot what the price was, but they gave a price. And then she turned no, around the and gave. from Hawaii. We import that shit from Hawaii. See what I'm talking about? She gave you a backstory about the whole thing. And then next thing you know, you're buying. So that was the lesson number one for me while I was there. I was observing is the fact that as whatever product you're selling, you have to highlight it and give a key reason why it's valued at that price point why you think that is worth buying. And I noticed that she was doing it constantly with every item. It didn't matter. She had the backstory to it, which I thought that was great salesmanship. But you know why? Because I'm passionate about those products. Yes. If I don't if I don't like a product, mm. I'm not gonna be passionate about it. So if you and that's the thing about manufacturing. So if you're making something, I'm proud of the products that I make. I'm even proud of the products that I make for other people because I'm passionate about it. Right. You know, and I can give what the story is and how I feel about it. But if it's something that I don't like, I'm not going to push it. <clears throat> yeah. And that was the whole thing with Black Mama Vodka, why I chose the teas. Because I found that there are so many products. When I first got into the industry and I was learning about it, and started distilling and started working in and blending. And I said, oh, you know what? I want to make a peach flavor like the other, you know, because everybody mm-hmm. was over this great selling brand, right? <laughs> well, I know the true story about the brand because they don't own it. The mm-hmm. distillery owns it. So <laughs> <laughs> don't mean to point fingers. <laughs> right. You know, we could challenge that all day because you I know you don't make it. Right, right. right, right I know right. the distillery that makes it. But at the end of the day, they were putting I wanted to compete. So I said, let me see if I can do this flavor. But then when I started looking into the flavoring and called the flavoring and it's approved by TTB. Mm-hmm. And you'll learn this to have your own liquor. It's approved by TTB. The flavor companies make it in a lab. So it's like 750,000 parts per million that you have to add a drop to a gallon. Mm. You know, when you think about it, 750,000 parts per million of a drop. Imagine it had, well, it had a skull with crossbones on it when they sent me the flavoring. Wow. And it said dangerous. I swear, I got scared. I was like, wait a minute, is this how you do it? And then I started writing the formula and to test it out. I gave it to my husband to test it out. I thought I put too much. It smelled like peach. Mm-hmm. You know, but it, I, you're not, you, it tells you on the bottle, do not touch it. You know, drink it raw. Don't, mm-hmm. don't even do a, a dot. Mm-hmm. You got to add it. So I added it to my tests. And then I tried it. Man... I thought I was going to die that night. I swear. Mm. I said to my husband, if I die, <laughs> he's like, ain't shit wrong with you. <laughs> so nothing's happening. I was like, I don't like the way this feels. Right. It was like a whole burn. It's just like, it just wasn't a good feeling. Right, right. And I said, well, maybe I put too much. Mm-hmm. 
I called the flavor place the next day and they were like, I told her what I put. She said, yeah, you did it right. I said, is this perfume? She's like, no, that's what we use for flavor. I said, oh, hell no. Yeah. Me ain't, I ain't doing this because it, it wouldn't be in my heart to, to do that. Right, it's not right, in my heart. I, and if I can't drink it, yeah. I can't, I can't yeah, have yeah, you drink yeah. it. That's just that, me. That goes back to how you passionate about the things that you believe in. Right. Yeah. So that's that that actually happened. And I'm like, no, nah, I can't. So that's when I started finding ways of trying to do things, infusing and using specific products. It took a while, but then I perfected. Like these teas, mm-hmm. ain't nobody touching these fucking teas. Yeah. I've perfected this. No, no, this is this is the truth right here. That yeah, yeah. and that chai tea you drinking, mm-hmm. I can't wait to. That's gonna be that's the, the what I what I envision the taste of a scotch because now you know I'm a scotch drinker, mm-hmm. vodka, scotch, gin. That's right. me. <laughs> right, right. No, you know this is and cl- as close as it comes. Duh, yeah. from tea. That's crazy. That's and crazy. it's smooth. I made a hundred yeah. proof. Not too long ago. I still mm. at the house. going to bring it today. Yeah. But I had people tasting my 100 proof, and I filtered that seven times. People were like, yo, this can't be 100 proof. I'm going to have some orders for y'all if y'all want some 100 proof. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, <laughs> on that note, please, please let them know where they can reach you at. Where you can buy Black Mama Rasta. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Salesman right. all the time. You can go to Black Mama, B L A C K Mama, M O M M A, Vodka.com, and then click a shop. We ship directly. You know, or you can go to Black Mama Tees.com, and because that's a distributor website, you know, mm-hmm. that we utilize, and you can buy the vodka right there. If you buy more than $75, it's free shipping because we ship. Yeah. You know, yeah. I have, I have 65,000 online customers. And and that's what I like. So when you're controlling in terms of manufacturing, mm-hmm. and remember we do the teas, we mm-hmm. do the agaves mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. You know, we have so many other Black Mama brands. Mm-hmm. It's not just the liquor anymore. Yeah, yeah. and we have so many other things. When you do that, your customer base expands. Now, people have to learn what your customer cycles are. You know, have you ever heard of customer cycle? Mm-hmm. So let me explain to your audience. So your customer cycle is how do I get this customer? So I'll have this customer. Let's say, for example, you. Mm-hmm. So you're how old are you again? Without me sharing it on. The, uh, oh, so okay. you and your. Let's say you in your thirties. <laughs> okay. Let's just use Appreciate you in your thirties. <laughs> so you start drinking black mama vodka mm-hmm. at thirty. Right, right. You drink it. You're good. It's your drink. And then you get married and you have a family. Right. And you're still drinking Black Mama Vodka. Right. But now you buy, or your wife may buy, Black Mama Teas because you have tea in the family. Mm-hmm. Or a Black Mama Cake Cup because we yeah. make the cake cup. Coffee. By the way, the we, cake cup is pretty good. Yeah, manufacture. We manufacture the mm-hmm. cake cups. Or Black Mama Coffee or Black Mama Agave. Mm-hmm. So those are non-alcoholic brands. But the name still resonate with the brand. It's like how you have craft, right? Now your kids will have my agave. Your kids will have my tea. They'll grow up, because they can't drink liquor. Right. Right? But they'll grow up having the products. And then when they become 21, 
the cycle. They may not have the money for Black Mama Vodka, but they'll probably have money for Vodka 101. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the college brand. Right, right. You know, because that's something that we put out. Right. You know, so they might start drinking that. Mm -hmm. And then I've changed their flavor profile. They're tasting our profiles. Mm -hmm. My agave is in my vodka. You know, so they're tasting that. So then, so then they will become adults mm -hmm. as well and drink black rum and vodka. But then you may not be able to drink vodka anymore mm -hmm. as you get older. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. But now you're going to drink the teas. Or you might just drink, keep the agave, which is a low glycemic index to mm -hmm. keep your sugar low. Mm -hmm. So a lot of elderly people will drink that, will have the agave right? because they can't do sugar. So now I'm staying in the lifestyle, the life cycle of the entire family mm -hmm. from beginning to Damn. end. Literally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's how you that's, understand That's generational thinking. Yeah. That's how you keep your customers. When you come out with manufacturing, you don't think about just that one brand. You think about the overall umbrella of everything else mm -hmm. within your brand. That's equivalent to like a label being independent. So you're basically independent and you dictate where you want to go and how you want to go. And as your brand continues to grow independently, right. you can always add um, other people into your, underneath you and you become a major. Mm -hmm. Right. Because now you become the full distributor. Mm -hmm. Right. Because now you got other brands underneath you. So that's huge what you're doing. Yeah. And then with Black Mama Teas and Cafes. Why not just build a distribution channel with everybody else? Because then now I could push my products and everybody else's product through those 500 locations. Mm. And why not make everybody eat by the real estate? Yeah. You know, you can get the franchise, but I'd rather you own the real estate. Because after this, something happens. At least you have the real estate to pass the generation. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So why not do that? Same as manufacturing and distribution. We have to own our real estate. I own facilities across the U.S. <laughs> yeah. You know, and you know, I'm trying to really have more people get into the real estate because that's where all of this is great. Yeah. But when you get into the real estate and you match it with manufacturing and distribution, mm -hmm. you're your own network. Yeah. You become like the targets, the Amazon, with their locations, with their facilities. So yeah, that's huge. That's huge. This this been awesome, man. Like like literally, this been amazing. Thank I want to thank you. No, thank you for uh, coming. No, thank you for inviting us. I had a, a blast. Um, from from everything, the overall perspective of how I hope the operation. You learned a lot. I learned a lot. Two two <laughs> things. Two things. Right. Two things I've learned. One thing we had a discussion over the phone and mm -hmm. you, you dropped so much gems on me but to come physically see it now i was able to connect the dots and be like oh okay now i understand what she meant i see it now so that's that's a good thing so what you know for a visual person like myself when i can actually see how things work and it makes sense yeah. i get to connect the dots right. and and you connected the dots for me today where i was like ah get it i see how and i see how profitable it can be but i see how you can build generational wealth mm -hmm. and by leveraging what you got when you own your own facilities when you own when you become a manufacturer and becoming independently owned and i think that's amazing
Um, I, I, I think that's pretty much it for us. Thank you so Just much. Grow slow. Grow slow. I think I like that model. Grow, grow slow. I tell people to take their time. Yeah. You know, build a foundation. I'm a structural, retired structural engineer. I'm all about foundation first. That's it. Yeah. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Uh, my name is Stan Lane. And I'm Vanessa Braxton. <laughs> <laughs> and you tuned into it. starts now. No, it's not. <laughs> um, please, if you like what you uh, saw today and you enjoyed everything about the show, please share, hit the like button, subscribe. Buy some, a, black mama vodka. buy some Black Mama Vodka. Buy some Black Mama Vodka. And leave a comment. If there's something that you want myself or Vanessa to answer, please leave a, leave a comment below and we'll be able to answer that Yeah, he'll you. answer it. Yeah, I know, because she's too busy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to text her anyway and be right? like, hey, this is what they're asking for. I know, and I'm going right. to say, this is what you're going to say. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Have a good night. Good night. All right.